You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Each your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the 2022 season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby. Welcome Inside Black and Gold. I'm Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak bringing you week nine coverage. Getting ready for Saints versus Raiders. Also, Jeff, we've got a busy trade deadline not involving the black and gold, though. Yeah, we're going to get into a lot of that on today's podcast where we react to nothing because the Saints have done nothing. But there were a lot of trades for an NFL trade deadline, which is usually pretty boring, but a lot went down. So we'll go through all that. There was a few trades that, you know, the Saints might have some interest in, you know, at least dealing with. One happened the day before the trade deadline, so we can talk about that one, too. We're going to look at the offensive line, which has been just probably the best unit on this team the last few weeks. And also get an update on Trevor Penning. We talked to Dennis Allen yesterday, so we're going to have some from that along with Demario Davis. And then finally, we're going to get into some film from week eight as we kind of get ready for the Ravens in week nine. So it's going to be a lot of that. But Steve, what were you thinking? Did you think the Saints were going to trade make a trade today? I didn't think they would. I thought there was a chance they could make a move for running back just because of the injury with Mark Ingram. I didn't think they'd be giving up very much because they don't have a lot of assets to par ways with as it is. But no, no surprise either way if they were to make a move or weren't going to make a move. I, I was pretty confident the Saints weren't going to do anything, period. But then Mark Ingram got hurt. He's going to be out three to four weeks. So I think that kind of opened the door for a trade at running back. But I do think like to an extent, 
you don't want to send any more assets out. Like I get it. Kareem Hunts was available. He didn't get traded. You know, Jeff Wilson was another target, you know, but you're going to send out a fourth or fifth round pick for a guy who, you know, is he a better option than just bringing Jordan Howard up, up from the practice squad? I don't know. You know, Dwayne Washington is still there. So I like the idea of just kind of keeping the bullets in your gun and, and waiting for the draft season. But let's go through some of the trades that did get made. Another running back that could have been on the Saints radar, two of them actually, the Bills traded for Naheem Hines from the Colts and they also traded Zach Moss to the Colts. So like they just kind of swapped backup running backs, which is like what at that point, why? Just keep the guy you have. But yeah, I guess I guess it made sense for the Bills who now have uh, Hines catch up in their roster. And I, I think um, Hines was somebody that the Colts, especially head coach Frank Reich was really high on going into the season, telling fans, the press and everything. He's someone to keep an eye on your, for your fantasy football rosters. And I don't really think that's translated this season. Well, they also fired their offensive coordinator. So maybe that had something to do with it. I mean, yeah, the Colts are in bad shape. All right. Keep going down the line. So obviously the Broncos traded for Jacob Martin, just an extra defensive end. And that was after trading Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins who made a couple trades today. They also traded for Jeff Wilson to replace Chase Edmonds, who they traded to the Broncos in that move. So the Dolphins are kind of going all in. And if you're a person that thinks, oh, maybe they're going to trade for Sean Payton this offseason because they're not a fan of where things are going, uh, I think these are moves that kind of indicate that that is not, you know, you're going to have to find someone else because I don't think the Dolphins are going to be in that in that game anymore. No, plus look at the success too. The I won't say turnaround, but I guess the progression of Tua Tungavaloa this season has been pretty impressive. I know he's got weapons obviously now, but I, I feel like, you know, Tua's really flourished there this year as well. So I don't know why you'd be thinking that Sean Payton would be coming in when their current head coach is doing just fine. Yeah, I mean, Mike McDaniel's been been fine. Like he would have had to trip over his own feet to lose that job, which, you know, it happens, right? Sure. But he hasn't done that, right? There's no reason to think that they would be like disenchanted with what he has done so far where they feel the need to part with multiple first round picks, right? right. It, he could have been like Nathaniel Hackett, who knows? Exactly. Uh, you don't know how it's going to work with a first-time head coach, but it, I think all indications are that that team is very happy. So if you're if you're the Saints, you're trying to trade Sean, you're going to look somewhere else. A couple more interesting trades. The Bears traded for Chase Claypool, which you know gives Justin Fields a receiver, and they sent out a second-round pick, which was one of the picks that they got for drumroll Roquan Smith, who is now on the Ravens just in time to show up and uh, and play the Saints. So that's going to be one one of the trades this week. You know, it wasn't technically a deadline trade, but one of the trades that the Saints are going to be interested in. Dennis Allen said he expects to see him on Monday, right? I do think to an extent the Saints got a break, though, because if you, I mean, just think of it this way. If you got a new job and had to move to a different city, would you be ready to like work, you know, five days later? You know, obviously NFL players a little different than the average person, but there's no way that he's going to be at full speed in five days uh, after getting traded. There's just there's just no way it's impossible. I just think, you know, the worst case scenario, I guess you would say, might not be, you know, ready schematically, but I would imagine going to Baltimore, he's going to be pretty amped up and happy about his new surroundings. Yeah, and he's going to, he's still, he's still an incredible football player and he's going to make plays. Right. But I think it's going to be a situation where A, his role is limited because he doesn't know all the schemes yet. So he probably will be a rundowns type linebacker, at least, to start. And if he is in there on passing downs, it'll be a situation where maybe you go at him in coverage. Like you, he might not understand all the concepts that the Ravens run yet. And so you're going to, 
you're going to force him. If they're putting him out there, you're going to force him to, to react, right? And to see how he passes off some of these zone coverages. And so, you know, I, it, it might work out in the Saints' favor if he's not ready and you can actually take advantage of it. But one way or another, you're going to see him out there. And the Ravens got a lot better with that trade. And what's kind of amusing, though, is like an, as, an area that they are still in need of addressing. They haven't touched at all in getting Lamar Jackson any more targets out there. They did not make a move for wide receiver. No, and they, they're dealing with injuries, right? Gus Edwards has an injury. Mark Andrews has an injury. Rashad Bateman has an injury. I don't know if any of those guys will be out there this week. So, you know, there are times throughout the season where you just get lucky and you catch a team at the right time. And it felt like through the first seven weeks, everyone was catching the Saints at the right time. You know, so maybe this is a point where you kind of get some of that luck back and, and the Saints are the ones that benefit from, you know, some some rough injury luck while they're getting healthy. You know, it goes in waves. So that's something to keep an eye on. The other funny part about that trade is, you know, friend of the program, AJ Klein, got is the one who got sent from the Ravens to the Broncos. And he's like not even mentioned when people are talking about this trade. It's all about Roquan and the picks. I mean, sorry, I said the Broncos, the Bears. Well, yeah, because I'm, you know, AJ Klein is probably going to get cut. He might end up on waivers. Maybe the Saints bring him back. I don't know. But uh, yeah, he was he was in that deal. And then you have a few other deals. Obviously, the Eagles traded for Robert Quinn. That was the other big Bears trade. The Chiefs got Kadarius Toney. The Jets traded for James Robinson, former Jaguars running back who, you know, he'll have a big role there because Brees Hall, the talented rookie, got hurt. He's done for the season. 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey, who looked very good this week. Uh, even throwing for touchdowns. Come on. I mean, that's that's why Jeff Wilson got traded because you have Christian McCaffrey and Eli Mitchell was a name I thought might move. But, you know, my fantasy team is just going to have to deal with it because he's even when he comes back, he's not going to be very impactful. And then the Falcons made a couple of interesting trades. They traded, you know, right on the buzzer. They must have filed that paperwork at like 2.59 p.m. Right. Or 3.59 p.m. for them in the East Coast because that the news of that came out at like 324 our time the trade deadline was 3 p.m so they must have been like right uh, right under the wire but they traded for Rashad Fenton cornerback from Kansas City you know I think he'll probably have a role with AJ Terrell down who knows how long it'll take him to come back and then they made another funny trade which was they traded Calvin Ridley who was suspended for the entire season to the Jaguars and the funny part is the reason he's suspended for the entire season is <laughs> one of the teams he bet on was the Falcons beating the Jaguars. Right. <laughs> so he was so confident that, that his so, team was going to beat the team that he's now on. <laughs> right. It's so dumb that he is suspended for the year. Honestly, I feel. Yeah. I mean, it's the rules. Like, I think it's stupid, but like, it is the rules. Right, it right, goes like along you, with the, the taking the helmet off. You know, you get a flag for right. So it goes along in that area where it doesn't make. It's not a a great rule that that that's in the NFL that that they have. Well, I mean, I mean, I understand why you wouldn't want players betting on their own league, right? Like, I get it. It's not like he made that bet and shouldn't have been expected to know. You know what I mean? Like, if you're gambling on the sport you're in, it's gonna be a problem. I guess, and, and you you could be doing it such a smarter way, I guess you could, for him as well, with especially with the ease of access for betting now. Honestly, if he tried to do it in a more surreptitious way, he might have gotten in more trouble. <laughs> no, seriously. What if his wife is placing bets? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any rules against that. But like, yeah, if if he was trying to hide it and then got caught, he would probably be suspended for more than a season. The fact that he was so obvious about it honestly probably helped him. Because like you weren't trying to like if you were 
actually because it, it's obviously they're trying to make sure you're not doing anything nefarious and throwing sure. games and stuff like that right it helped that he bet on his own team to win but that was the pete rose defense right like but yeah he's he's suspended for the season he is now on the team that he bet his team would beat that has kept him out for the entire season so good good for you calvin you're out there and the and the falcons got a couple picks back but when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, no one in the NFC South made deals that I would say they are indicating that they are all in this this season, right? Yeah, there was nothing really, I guess, to go all in on. Like I was saying, from the Saints standpoint, running back seemed like a need. Also, I could have argued, you know, interior on the defensive line, getting another de- defensive tackle. But those, are, I know, are very hard to come by and not really readily available on the market. And if they are, they're pretty pricey. Yeah, like the Cowboys traded for Jonathan Hankins. That would have been an option. Yeah. Steelers traded for William Jackson, cornerback. Let's see if there's any more. I think that's I think I got pretty much all of them. Oh, oh, the one we didn't mention, the Vikings traded for TJ Hawkinson, a tight end from a team within their own division, which <laughs> good for you. I, I thought it was Detroit. like fake Adam Schefter account at first when I read it. Can you imagine if the Saints like traded one of their stars to the, the Falcons? Like just wouldn't happen. It's bizarre. It, it like it's just like, not a Taysom thing. Hill do. to the Falcons for draft picks. Now, that would be fun. But yeah, I mean, so it, it's the NFL trade deadline. It's never as exciting as like basketball or baseball because it's a, it's much more difficult to like you're not going to trade a quarterback at the deadline. You're just not going to do it because the team that's trading for him would have to be trying to win now. And if you don't have the quarterback already, the odds that you are in a scenario where you're like, oh, we're we're going for it are very slim, right? So it's it doesn't really work. You know, in baseball, it's like you might have two good starters and you need a third. And so you're going all in and trading for that pitcher who's going to put you over the top. Football was just way more, you know, tiered in terms of importance that it's a lot harder to do that. And so that's why you don't see trades. And, you know, the traditionally the Saints have not been very active at the trade deadline. You don't see them making trades every year. You see them making trades in the offseason. And I could see, you know, Players, if they get waived, you know, if Brandon Cooks becomes such a malcontent, he's he's firing off on Twitter right now that they have they end up cutting him. You know, I could see the Saints going in on waivers, and they have done that in the past. That's what they did with Janoris Jenkins, right? Like he got cut by the Giants for tweeting bad things, and they were like, "Yeah, you know what? We'll, we'll pay him. Like we just don't want to trade for him." And so they, that's what you have. So I would, I think that's something to watch in the next few days if if players get cut. Or if players continue to get cut throughout the season, then you still might see them be active on waivers to add some people. Yeah, you mentioned Cooks, and he was one for sure I thought would be on the move, especially, man, the Green Bay Packers. Poor Aaron Rodgers. Wah, wah. He gets no... Oh, I feel so bad for Aaron Me too. Rodgers. I know. He seems like such a great stand-up guy. But yeah, no no offensive help for him. No, keep throwing to Romeo Dobbs. That is your, that, that is your uh, purgatory. That's it. That's the trade deadline in a nutshell. Every year, people get excited about it. They want trades to happen. I think that going too aggressively at the trade deadline is a mistake. The The team that I thought might make some moves was the Bucs. Yeah. <laughs> Just a team that looks dead in the water right now. Uh, and I, I mean, I don't know what you do to, to get out of that scenario, but they don't. 
I mean, if I'm a Bucks fan, I'm like, I'm worried that this thing is going to go completely in the tank. And and not only this year, but like you have you are set up to be bad for a long time, right? You don't have a quarterback once Tom Brady finally does retire, which, you know, maybe he does play forever now, but I doubt he will do that with the Bucks if they are not set up to win. You know, you you have receivers that are getting older, right? They're still in their prime, but they're not young Bucks anymore. You know, you have Leonard Fournette, who it's pretty clear that when things aren't going well, he, he puts on some weight. <laughs> he stress eats. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's things, you know, Devin White even looks bad these days. Like Devin White's getting b- blocked into another hemisphere by the center for the Ravens last week. So, like, things aren't going well in Tampa Bay these days. Yeah, and for all the injuries they had along the offensive line, I thought maybe they might be active in that even front. Right. And yeah, not at all. No, they 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 made their bed. Everyone in the NFC South seems to be like, well, let's see what happens. Except for the Panthers, who are actively trying to lose <laughs> and still finding ways to win. And the Saints managed to lose to them in Carolina. Yay! Well, I mean, I, they were one extra point made from being three and zero against the division and being three and five overall. Yeah, that's wild, right? <laughs> like, that's how bad the NFC South is. A team that literally can't beat anybody else is, like, dominating the division. Because they didn't, like, they beat the Bucks easily. They beat the Saints easily. You know, they said that they had to work for it against the Falcons, but they, you know, they had that game in hand. Right. They just managed to find ways to lose like the Saints yeah. have done in the past. Right. They did what they probably wished they had done against the Bucks and the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like they don't even have a head coach right now. Like they're not going to, they're not trying to make the playoffs. They're trying to, they're trying to get as good of a draft pick as they can so that they can entice a head coach to show up. Like, I don't I'm not worried about the Panthers. The only team that really worries you in the NFC South is the Falcons. And even they're like, not, they're not making trades. Like they're going in, you know, they, they traded for a cornerback because they needed a cornerback. But like, this is a team that almost just lost to the tanking Panthers. So I don't know. Like I, I saw odds today. I, I looked this up because I was interested. The Saints are going off at plus five fifty to win the NFC South right now, and like that feels like good money to me. Obviously, they they have some questions to answer, but they're a half game out uh, behind the Falcons, who they have at the t- the first half of the tiebreaker on, and they're playing better football the last few weeks. The offense is clicking, and the defense is showing signs. You're going to get guys healthy and back. It's like all they have to do is get to eight wins, and you think you win the division. Plus, you know, like that's good odds. You know, it's bet $100 to win $550. If if we can get the defense we saw last week against the Raiders, hell yeah, I'm all in on that. Well, yeah, we're going to go into some film and I'm, it's like the Raiders were very, very bad. <laughs> I think I think that is something that we should all keep in mind. Like the Saints played well. This Raiders team might not win another game. Like they're playing that badly or they did in that game. And it's like, I could see Josh McDaniels getting fired. Like that's how bad they they played and like the lack of energy they played with. It's 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 always it's always interesting how the I can NFL see Sean Payton goes. in Las Vegas. Yeah. That could work. It could work. It could work. But all right, that's gonna wrap up that segment here on Inside Black and Gold. We're gonna come back with some notes on the offensive line. Trevor Penning, his latest. We heard from Dennis Allen. We're gonna get into more about Caesar Ruiz, who has been a star this season. Imagine that. Stick around. Oh, 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 oh